Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster. On today's episode, Brad and I are going to go through a lot of things that has happened in the sports world. Uh, And for the most part, we're going to talk about the huge day of NBA trades. We're going to talk about the NFL and the Super Bowl and the things happening in that area. And then I, and then we're also going to go into the XFL. Um, there's not a whole lot to talk about the XFL, but um, we're going to do our best. And uh, hopefully after this first weekend, we can get more of an idea of how it's going to go. Without further ado, Brad, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. It snowed yesterday here in Oklahoma City, so uh, got to go out yesterday and build a snowman with the girls and sled on our uh, our little tiny driveway. So still got some snow on the ground, but uh, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I think it snowed. Um, I don't know if it, it – maybe it was snowed in California, but I don't know. Maybe that wasn't this week. I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, but, you know, Tennessee, all we got is a bunch of rain, and it's, uh, it's turned off a little cold. It, was, it felt really nice outside, and now it's cold. Um, mm-hmm. Great, it's just great. But anyways, nonetheless, Brad, let's uh, let's jump into this, shall we? Uh, yep. First thing first. Yesterday, here the day before, I, I get my days mixed up sometimes. But nonetheless, um, we had the shocking news that Mike D'Antoni was leaving Michigan State. Uh, I know you're a Big Ten guy, so um, mm-hmm. I, you know I don't know how. Uh, it doesn't really affect a guy like me being an SEC guy, but uh, as a Big Ten guy, uh, how do you feel about this? Uh, you know, I think on his end, it, I mean, I've heard somebody come out, I think it was Barrett Sally, and said uh, he's just a coward. Um, honestly, I think some some coaches, the smart coaches at least, uh, know when it's time to move on. And uh, I think he just knew – He's probably – if he had another bad year, that he's probably going to get fired. Um, and I don't think he wanted to live with that pressure game in and game out when his season was going to end. And so, uh, was it a surprise? Uh, yes. I mean, a little bit. But I think just the way the, se- the last two, three seasons have gone for him, uh, I think it was a smart move by D'Antoni. I, I agree with you. And, hey, uh, you know, listen, he waited until the, until, uh, the check cleared in order to retire. Uh, that's that's a smart move, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, you know, hey, I'm always happy for people who are able to retire and retire comfortably. Um, you know, I know that you're a little older than I am, but um, but both of us, you know, I I know when it comes to retirement, I mean, I think both of us are um can be kind of worried about how retirement's going to go for us. But uh, mm-hmm. but you know that that's that's maybe another subject for a different kind of podcast. But nonetheless, um. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for D'Antoni, and uh, I think that Michigan, the only there are Michigan State. I think the only problem with this is it kind of leaves Michigan State in a bind. I mean, you have to go out, and today was national, or yesterday was National Signing Day. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I know that there was. Uh, I I'm not exactly sure how well Michigan State done, but I'm sure, you know, D'Antoni leaving like he did, it doesn't help them. Um, so. so uh... I said that I think I got a good notification yesterday that said after he resigned, their class dropped to 37 overall. Wow. So, and, and you know what? A, a bad recruiting year can can knock a program back uh, 
multiple years. I mean, I'm, I'm a Tennessee Volunteers fan. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I, I've seen plenty of bad recruiting classes over the last couple yep. of years. Um, <laughs> uh, Rivals has them at seventh, though, and I'm super ha- excited about that. Uh, top ten finish. Uh, that's uh, that's amazing, and I and I love it. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, we we can kind of get into signing day maybe at a different time. I, I'm not a, you know, it, I'm I'm one of those college football, college basketball type of fans where I don't put a lot of uh, a lot of um, I don't put a lot into signing days and and the players that are signed. Yes, you want to sign good players, but I think listen, those stars. You can have a one star play like a five star. You can have a five star play like a one star. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, let's like, you know, let's be honest. Um, and so, I, I would love to see how many five stars, two stars, three stars, one star, four stars are in the NFL right now. Uh-huh. I'm sure that number is somewhere, but nonetheless, um, you know, I, I just think that the, the signing period is a little. I, I think you know the the rankings of who you got. I think it's a little overrated. Um, you know, like for instance, I mean, hey, not to not Georgia at all, but I mean, they always have a top class, and I mean, they can't win the SEC. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, I guess we can move on from the Dan Tony uh, controversy and everything. Uh, and happy for him on retirement. Uh, sucks for Michigan State, though. Yep. All right, let's talk about the uh, the same day around the same time, um, Vanderbilt. Let Malcolm Turner, um, their athletic director, leap. Um, apparently, there was $17 million that had just kind of disappeared uh, through, and they're not really sure how it happened. Uh, I know, I think he spent a million on his office. I think it was a hundred thousand. I mean, he spent, he spent hundreds of thousands, I think, at least, uh, just on his office. And so, um, uh, you know, he was relieved of his duties after I don't even know if he's been there a year. Uh, and Candace Lee, uh, she takes over and she is the first woman, um, the first woman, the first black woman, uh, to lead uh, an SEC program as the athletic director. Uh, and that's that's amazing. I, I think that's awesome. I, I'm I am all for, um, you know, I don't want to get into like political but i am all for you know women empowerment i am for i am for women to be in in bigger places i, I don't have any daughters i know you have two and i, I want mm-hmm. them to uh you know i i want every woman to believe that they can do just as much as a man can. i mean they they can mm-hmm. i mean uh my woman you know god knows that she is uh she's a lot smarter than i am uh and and honestly she could probably do she could probably do everything i do and better so i just i <laughs> I I love her to death, and I give her all the credit. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm hoping that she at least hears that before she turns it off. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, happy Valentine's. Uh, but uh, yeah. So Brad, what um, you know, uh, this stuff happens, I, I guess. But Vandy is in Vandy's in a in kind of a disarray. Um, you know, I know that uh, there's some many fans that that may listen to this podcast, but uh, especially since, you know, who, most people don't talk about Vanderbilt. But nonetheless, um, I mean, what do you think about Vandy? I mean, they just – they seem like they're – besides baseball, it just seems like they don't care about anything else uh, as far as sports goes. And and I know that they, 
they they care more about their academics, and I and I get that, and I understand that. But when you're in an SEC conference, you know, being down at the bottom isn't a good thing. Yeah, uh, like you said, I mean, baseball isn't known to be good. Uh, their their women's basketball team's not terrible. Men's are hit or miss. Um, but hey, yeah, they, they just they just beat LSU. Okay. By the way, okay. uh, but their men's. I remember when their men's basketball team was like was really good, and I think was making Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, no. Go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, I, my thing is. Uh, the the had seventeen million dollars missing. I mean, granted, their president of the university, uh, Nicholas Sepos, uh, a lawyer and a university administrator, stepped down August fifteenth. And I don't know if before that, because uh, in April second, he said he was stepping down. Uh, if he just didn't really care anymore or have accountability in that place. And you got to think, right. since August fifteenth, they haven't had a president of the university. So who is AD accountable to? You know, and so. Uh, so it's, it's easy. I mean, 70 million is a crazy amount, but it would be easy for anybody to embezzle some money. So, uh, I, again, I don't know much about the situation, but I hope that it comes out well on both sides. As far as, uh, as far as, uh, what's her name again? The, the girl, the lady, Candace, Candace, Candace Lee. Okay. Yeah. So Candace Lee, first woman in the 87 history of SEC to be an AD. Uh, and obviously she hits the color barrier too. And that's awesome. I think we need more diversity, especially in the South. Uh, I feel like there is still there's still a lot of uh, crazy things that go on in the South as far as uh, racism and segregation. So well, that was good to see her step up in that role. And then number two, uh, yeah, like you said, I have two daughters. I would love for one day if Evelyn or, or Elliot uh, stepped up and wanted to be an AD. I, I'd actually be really proud, and I'd be asking for lots of free tickets. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I, I mean, she's should- smart to do the job. I, I don't see why she can't have it. I agree. I, I agree. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't want to say that the money was embezzled or anything like that, but it does yeah. seem like $17 million was just kind of, you know, it just kind of disappeared. Uh, and maybe it was spent. I mean, I get it. Uh, you know, people are getting their tax refunds around this time, you know, and uh, I bet that that stuff is leaving their accounts faster than it's coming into it and that's not how it should be but i get it some people have to do what they got to do but nonetheless uh all right so that was our so we talked about talked about women empowerment uh financial things uh and yeah we are like we have turned into more than sports folks uh but nonetheless so um the other thing uh two more things before we get into the nba trades xfl and nfl we had a trade in the MLB, uh, the Major League Base, the Major League Baseball, um, that I personally am not okay with, Brad. I think it was not. Um, I just don't think that it was a. I, I don't. I don't think it was fair, in my opinion, for for other teams. I think. I think that. Um, I think the Dodgers basically got Mookie Betts and David Price um, for. For nothing, you know. Yeah, uh, and- it, it kind of reminds me a lot of like when Chris Paul tried to go to the Lakers and David Sign vetoed it. Uh, I'm not really sure uh, why it wasn't vetoed in the MLB. Maybe because they thought, well, he's going to be a free agent next year. It's bound to happen. Why not just let him do it? Uh, but I think for the Red Sox, if I'm a fan of the Red Sox, I'm nervous because you just showed that. Uh, you didn't care much about winning. And, and I'm not saying Mookie Betts is the only player on the Red Sox. 
but he was the AL MVP two years ago. So, I um, mean, we're getting rid of a good player, and you're not getting much in return. So, I just thought it was a little weird, a, a weird trade all around. Um, but again, the, the big fish keep winning. So, I agree. And, and in all honesty, I mean, now that we found out about what the Astros were doing, um, listen, I the Dodgers. I don't see a reason why the Dodgers should uh should should not make the uh, World Series and and win this time. And I mean, they have a stacked team. I mean, their their roster is very stacked, and uh, we haven't really got into uh, we haven't got into any kind of a Major League Baseball preview. Um, we could uh, if, well, maybe uh, maybe more of a preview um, that we could get into it at, at some point soon. Uh, I know spring training and pitchers and catchers. I think they report. Tomorrow, I believe, isn't it? Um, yep, uh, so. And so, um, you know, I know Major League Baseball, this trade and, and everything that's going on with the Astros, the Red Sox, the the Yankees even, um, it's kind of – it's put a blur over this season. But also, I think it's gotten people excited for a baseball season that, you know, let's be honest, I mean, I don't think baseball is America's pastime anymore. I really mm-hmm. don't. And um, – and it's just not uh, – baseball is just not as good as it used to be. And they need – I mean, they needed some drama. You know, they needed something that was going to make it interesting. But at the same time, you know, uh, you know, getting Mookie Betts and David Price and possibly making a – you know, trying to make a super team, I guess, of sorts, uh, out in, mm-hmm. out in uh, Dodgerland. It's um, – I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I, I – I didn't really like the NBA whenever Golden State was in the finals every year. I mean, the Cavaliers, and um, I just like competition. I felt like there was none until the finals. So, mm-hmm. um, but nonetheless, uh, yeah. So we had that happen in the Major League Baseball world, um, and the other thing is uh, the Jags, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are going to play two games. Back to back in London, right? Two home games. So if you're a season ticket holder of the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're only going to get six games at home, um, at your actual home, uh, or at their actual home. Uh, let me ask you this: Do you think that this is a kind of a money grab by the Jacksonville Jaguars organization uh, and owner Shad Khan, or do you think that this is a maybe a, um, you know, maybe a a way to say locate? Maybe we want to move to London. Uh, Sean Khan Sean Khan actually owns the stadium that they'll be playing in. Um, I think Wembley, right? So, um, so I, I, I just um, or he he has an ownership part in it or something like that. Anyways, what what do you think about that? I mean, you I think it's a cool idea. Don't get me wrong, but I think in a way, I think it it makes people want to kind of stick away from the Jags a little bit if you know, when free agency and stuff like that rolls around. And also, if the Jags were to move to London, should they be lauded a little more cap space? Because, um, you know, maybe have to pay, say, every player gets a million more dollars. So instead of the salary cap being, say, $200 million, let's say it's 253 for the Jags, but that 53 has to be used for an extra million for every player because of the – yeah, I mean, that's probably not how it would work out. But, you know, mm-hmm. for instance, how do, you, how do you feel about the Jacksonville Jaguars going to London for two straight games? And then, I don't know, maybe the possibility of them moving there full-time potentially at, at some point. 
Yeah, uh, personally, I mean, if you're you're struggling to get fans already in Jacksonville, um, and for you to take away two games from them instead of just one now, uh, I feel like that just hurts your chances of having any fan establishment there. Maybe that's their plan to to get the fan attendance down so much that they have to make a good case to move. Uh, as far as London goes, I mean, I don't know. I've never been to London before. I don't know anybody from from England or anything like that. And so I don't know what their view is on football. But when I talk to internationals here in the States, uh, when I say football, they all are like, oh, no, 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 that's not the real football. So to me, I don't know if it's the smartest choice, but uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong and uh, it'll prove me wrong. And maybe uh, London will just come along and, and grab onto this team and support them well. Well, and you know, the thing is, when you watch those London games, Brad, it's the the – the people that are the people that are there in the stands, you see them. They have uniforms, or they have jerseys and, and t-shirts and, and such like that on from all kinds of from all kinds of teams. So I just think that if you move the Jacksonville Jaguars over there, I think that it's not. Yeah, are people going to go to the games? Yeah, because I mean that's the only team there. But I just feel like there's such a diversity with teams over there, I think it should stay the way it is. I don't necessarily think that the Jags should stay as the only team over there. Now, granted, would they sell out every week? Probably. I mean, probably. Uh, now, I heard on the radio, you know, I listen to a lot of radio, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and, and, and then we, we talk about sports as well. So, But nonetheless, I, I heard it on there where they were saying that um, what if we had two teams go to London or England, and, and they were – you know, they were rivals. Uh, you know, they play each other twice a year. You'd have two teams over there. Like, that's kind of what they expect at some point. And, I mean, I just don't know if that would work. I really don't. I just don't know. You know, if, if I'm a if I'm an NFL player, like, maybe if they could make the, you know, maybe if we could play two games at once. I, I just wouldn't want to – I just really wouldn't want to live over there. Like, can we have a practice facility in the United States? And then we would just fly over there. I don't. I don't know if I'd still be okay with that, but you know, it, it's just one of those things where the logistics doesn't seem like it would work out. But um, I guess they could get the logistics to work out. I, I'm, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm just not sold on London having an NFL team. But that's just me. I, I think at some point we will probably have. Uh, I think we'll have a team, international team. I think we could have somebody in London or Canada. Um, I don't know about Canada necessarily, uh, but I, th- I think you could. I mean, Buffalo, I guess they're practically Canada. But uh, uh, I think they used to play in Canada too, right? Didn't they play a couple of games in Canada, I believe, um, uh, a year? I, th- I think they I think they did, but that, that's just right off the top of my head. Uh, you know, they play well, a game Mexico in – City, but – Well, yeah, they play a game in Mexico City every year. Somebody does. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's interesting things. All right, Brad, let's jump over to the NBA and the trade deadline. The, um, the things that were acquired through the trade deadline. Uh, all right. I'm just going to go through this list that, uh, that I've been provided here. Okay. So. Uh, first things first, the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons, they traded Andre Drummond to the Cavaliers. I think he's on the last year of his deal. So uh, if 
Um, he's actually leading the league in rebounding, but I think he's on the last the last uh, year of his deal, and so uh, I think if he if he were to want to stay with the Cavs, he could uh, he could resign with them, and uh, maybe he can help the Cavaliers um, help get them out of the little slump that they're in. And uh, I'm trying to look and see who he's the All Star center. So. Um, Brandon Knight, guard Brandon Knight, center John Henson, and second the second round pick is being sent to the Pistons for Andre Drummond. It looks as if the uh, Cavaliers have won that trade. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, DeAndre, I mean DeAndre, Andre uh, Drummond, uh, you know, is leading the league right now in rebounding. Uh, he's having seventeen point eight points per game. He's a three time rebounding champion, NBA two time All Star. And from what I understand, he was really blindsided uh, by this trade. He didn't know that he was even uh, a potential to be a trade. And so um, I think for Andre Drummond, he's going to come out with the Cavs. The Cavs aren't good, but I think this is a chance. He's going to come out there and probably just tear it up and uh, kind of shove it in Detroit's face. This is, again, he was really blindsided by this whole trade. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, I, I think that uh, – you know, it's been eight years and with the Pistons. Uh, you know, he's he's an All Star and um, he's a really good player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, Marcus Morris, he was uh, Marcus Morris as well as guard Isaiah Thomas. Um, Isaiah Thomas, by the way, is really falling off. But nonetheless, yeah. uh, they have been dealt to the Clippers um, and the, of course, the Wizards. It was a three-team trade. Uh, the Wizards they get guard Jerome Robinson and in the Clippers, uh, Mo Harkless and the 2020 first round pick will head to the Knicks for Marcus Morris. Um, the Clippers will not be keeping Thomas once he's acquired. Um, I don't know. That's what David Aldridge is reporting. Uh, yeah. So this is just kind of, a, um, yeah, like, uh, uh, apparently the Lakers wanted Morris, but, uh, they did not want Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Anyways, so a uh, good trade for the Clippers, I think. Uh, I think that will help them. Uh, you know, I think that that will definitely help them. I, uh, the Isaiah Thomas thing, it just seems kind of like a dump, uh, I guess. And uh, But, again, he, you know, Isaiah Thomas, he's really fallen off. I, I, you know, he was an all-star at one point, right? Yeah, when he was with the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, well, mm. was he with the Celtics when he was an all-star? Uh, I thought he was. But. I think he, maybe he was. Anyways, nonetheless. Um, so then uh, Russell Wilson, he – or Russell Wilson, or <laughs> all sport. Uh, so then D'Angelo Russell uh, mm-hmm. has finally went to Minnesota uh, to play with the Timberwolves. Uh, but um, Andrew Wiggins, a former number one overall pick, he is going to the Golden State Warriors. Um, and then the Wolves are also sending a protected first-round pick and a, a 2021 first-round pick and 2021 second-round pick. Um, and then the Warriors are sending back Jacob Evans and Maurice Spellman. So, okay. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's just a lot to this. Uh, and, yeah. So the Wizards, they're going to trade uh, – Jordan McRae um, away to the uh, Denver Nuggets uh, for Shabazz Napier. 
Uh, you know what? I always Shabazz wasn't he supposed to be like the next LeBron when he went to UCLA? Yeah, a lot of people were fifth the next LeBron. He was one of them. Well, Andrew Wiggins yeah. was one of them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the only one, and yeah, Zion's supposed to be the next one too. But I, I don't know. Uh, if if he plays Giannis every night, I don't think he. I don't think he will be. But yeah. nonetheless, uh, all right. So. Uh, that was actually a 14-12 player trade. Uh, so it, it, that centered around Clint Capella and Robert Covington. Um, I, well, that centered around them. Um, the Wolves, uh, they also got in on the uh, Heat Grizzlies trade. Um, the, the Grizzlies finally got away from Andre Iguodala. Uh, and then the – so the Minnesota Timberwolves – Uh, Gorgie Dang to the uh, to the Grizzlies for James Johnson because James Johnson uh, he had he had came from the Heat um, to Memphis from the Iguodala swap. It, it's mm-hmm. really it's it's a weird time. Anyways, the Sixers also reportedly traded uh, uh, James Ennis uh, Ennis um, to the Orlando Magic in exchange for a second round pick, uh, but also the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, got Alex Burks and Glenn Robinson, Glenn Robinson the third, who both had been playing, I thought, pretty well for the Warriors, mm-hmm. uh, in order to in order to receive three second round picks. Uh, that was a weird kind of trade as well. Um, I can't say his name. The Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, <laughs> are getting uh, Scal uh, Labasier. Labasier. Uh, anyway, yeah, sure. Um, for a cash in a deal that gives the Hawks a young center who can develop, um, yada yada yada. I'm kind of yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, and then also the Rockets, because uh, the Grizzlies apparently weren't done. Uh, they weren't done dealing. That's for sure. They sent uh Bruno uh Caboclo Caboclo. I can. I've not been able to say his name yet. So I'm glad that they got Jordan Bale because I can say that. Uh, but nonetheless. All right, so, uh, you know, uh, Bruno, he, he kind of saw a smaller role with the Grizzlies. So, in my opinion, I think it was kind of time for him to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nonetheless, um, uh, the Atlanta Hawks also got Derek, Walt, Derek Walton Jr. Um, from the Clippers. Uh, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies also in that, in that trade uh, with the Heat, uh, they also they they got Justice Winslow, Deion Waiters, and James Johnson, who they sent out. Um, but they gave away Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill. I hate to see Drake Crowder go. I really do. I think he was a presence in the locker room that they really needed. Uh, mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, before before Dane got there, um, Dean, how are you going to say his name? I guess. Anyways. Uh, the Grizzlies did not have a player younger than 24 years old. That means I, I'm older than every one of the players on there, except for uh, Gorgie Dean. I think oh, I, wow. I think he's older. I'm pretty sure he's older. All right, so uh, that's really about it on the trade deadline. Really, a lot of stuff going on. I probably didn't have to go through all that because you know a quick Google search will will give everybody all that. But uh, I, I love bringing up the I love bringing up the. Uh, just whenever I, I love bringing up anything good, anything that we can really bring up about the NBA, uh, because let's face it, there's not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the NBA. 
Uh, they're kind of like the NHL. Uh, NHL's worse, really. Uh, but the NBA, um, I love being able to talk about them, but it's mm-hmm. just sometimes it's not a uh, it's it's not easy to do. I mean, it's it's really not. But nonetheless, Brad, uh, did, I mean, I guess did you like the trades? I mean, do you do you like it when a lot of trades happen, or I mean, how do you how do you feel about those? Yeah, I mean, I honestly think uh, it's fun to watch just the, uh, I guess, the minds and, and just the thought process of why trades happen and uh, who they can return and see how it works out. So, I mean, when I play fantasy football, uh, I think the whole league is scared to do a trade. Uh, but I like that the, in real life, uh, especially the NBA, maybe even the NFL, and the MLB, uh, and even the NHL a little bit, uh, does really well at kind of being aggressive. And I know every year is different. It's not, we're not going to probably see the same thing next year. Who knows? Maybe we will. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, I think it's been fun watching all the trades. Uh, it's been a little difficult keeping up with all of it, uh, but it's been it's definitely been fun. And I think some of them make sense. Um, like D'Angelo Russell to the t- Timberwolves, you know, he's, getting, he's going to uh, team back up with uh, – what's his name? Is it, that's not Colley Stein. It's uh, – it's uh uh oh my goodness yeah now yeah. I know now I know now I know. it's uh well they call him Cat uh yeah, yeah. Kyle Anthony Towns right yeah Is yeah right? Kyle yeah. Anthony Towns yeah so, I mean they played they played a little bit with Kentucky they know each other they're good friends I think that will go well uh, other than that we'll just have to see how the rest of them play out so yeah uh I honestly I, I'm trying not to sound like a homer but I think the Grizzlies won I really do I think they won. I agree. Uh, in their trades, I, I think they're doing – the Grizzlies, listen, they are uh, they are a very surprising team. I mean, uh, it's surprising that they made it this far. They have a lot of backbone to them. Uh, you know, the Iggy situation that people that, – that, that happened earlier this week, kind of over the weekend, um, you know, with, you know, kind of, uh, kind of Dylan Brooks. Well, it was blown out of proportion. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, they're – they, uh, I don't know if 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 Iggy wanted to go play for the Heat, but he's going to sign a, a two year extension with them. And um, yeah, I mean it's uh, hey, you know it is what it is. Uh, but uh, good luck to him is basically what Dylan Brooks was saying. But they're not afraid to play him. I mean they're not afraid of anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I love this about that Grizzly about this new Grizzlies team. They're so much fun to they're so much fun to watch, and uh, I do hope they make the playoffs. But uh, I'm sure the NBA would love for the Pelicans to make it instead, but hey, uh, yeah, but that's because of Zion. Let's you know, uh, no, no shot at not not a shot at the Pelicans or Zion, just a shot kind of at the NBA and uh, and what they'd really the media and the NBA would rather like. I mean, you know, and I get it, LeBron versus Zion in the playoffs. You know, I get it, I get that. Anyways, all right, so. Uh, Let's talk about the XFL, shall we, Brad? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, are, you, are you first? Are you excited about it? Uh, I don't know. I feel like we've been through so many different leagues. I've tried to make it and just didn't. And uh, I think, I mean, I think a lot of the rule change stuff will be interesting to watch. And I plan on watching highlights if all possible on Saturday. I'll be working Saturday during the games, uh, or during the the, the game they're going to have at two. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how it goes. I don't know if I'm excited as much as just uh, curious and cautious at the same time. Well, here's the thing, Brad. You know, 
I, I know that other leagues have tried and they wouldn't work. But here, here's the biggest thing to me is, you know, the XFL. Obviously, it's got Vince McMahon at the at the helm. He's built a a billion dollar company with the WWE, um, and he, he's tried this once before. But this time, he's got a lot of the backing. I, the The first four games are on ABC, Fox, Fox, and ESPN. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one of those things, Brad, where they have the backing of the of the networks, and that's where that's where I think that that's that's going to help them a lot. Because I remember the the AAF, uh, who they had, they had like CBS Sports. Yeah, who has sports. Mm-hmm. right? Like, who has CBS Sports? I, I mean, honestly, I, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, not a whole lot of people. So yeah, I, I just I like that. Uh, I like that they're that they are going to go all out, and and that's how it's going to be all year long, right? It's going to be mm-hmm. just like that all year long for them, and uh, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited for something new. Uh, I don't know if you picked a team yet, but I am a uh, St. Louis Battlehawks fan. Uh, I actually ordered some gear this week. I was hoping that it would come in by the game. It looks like it's not going to, but uh, that's okay. That's all right. It is what it is. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, like I said, I'm uh, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, I but I mean, have you picked a team out, or are you just going to kind of watch and maybe you pick a team out at some point? Uh, I guess. Uh, Dallas, I guess, would be the closest one to you. Yeah, I thought about maybe looking to see what, how Dallas Renegades are going to go. Of course, they have OU's old coach, Bob Stoops, so that should be uh, intriguing for Oklahoma uh, residents, but or OU fans, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to try Dallas Renegades. If I even have a chance to really watch, I'll, I'll probably go with them. The the Renegades, their quarterback is uh, is former Steeler Landry Jones. Is that right? It is, it is. He had a really cool story out, too. If you ever have a chance – ESPN.com has a story about how he's the face of the XFL. And uh, after the, the Steelers dropped him, he actually worked in construction as a dump truck driver for minimum wage uh, before the XFL came out. So he's a really cool story. Really? hmm Wow. Okay. Hey, that is cool. I'm going to have to check that out. I, I always love stories like that, Brad. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Too. Uh, yeah, Jordan Tayamu is the uh, starting quarterback for the uh, Battlehawks. He played it. He played at Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. Um, so Some people may know who he is. I think that there is some guys in here that people do know. Uh, and so uh, I think the uh, the D.C. team, uh, they have uh, they have a guy. That Cordell Jones, is that right? Is he the, is he the starter for them? He's, starting quarterback? He's playing for somebody. I don't know which team. but I, I, think, I think it's D.C. I, I'm pretty sure it's uh, for D.C., for Washington, okay. D.C. But nonetheless – um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'll go through the games real quick. Uh, we got Seattle at uh, at Washington at DC at Washington DC on Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's on ABC. Uh, we got Los Angeles at Houston. Uh, that's going to be on. Uh, that's going to be on Fox. We got uh, Tampa Bay, the Dragons. Uh, they're going to be at. Uh, they're going to be in New York. Uh, I think the New York. I think New York is the Wildcats. I believe I they're the Guardians. Right. Oh, okay, they're the Guardians. So maybe uh, is D who who's the Wildcats? Is that LA uh, or, or DC? Um, I have the picture here. It says not all of them have the same emblem. Um, okay. Yeah. But nonetheless, go ahead. I would say yeah, the Dallas Renegades, Houston Roughnecks, LA Wildcats, Seattle Dragons in the West, in the East. Yeah, DC Defenders, New York Guardians, <laughs> Louis Hawks, and Tampa Bay Vipers. Nice. Okay. Well, 
then you have the St. Louis uh, Battle Hawks versus the Dallas Renegade. That's on that's on ESPN uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Uh, so I'll be catching that one as a uh, as a diehard day one fan of the St. Louis Battle Hawks. Hoorah! Anyways, um, anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a some Battle Hawks fans are trying to make a thing for the battle cry. I I I completely disagree. Uh, I think that sounds dumb, but um, yeah, caca, I guess, whatever. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I like their uniforms too. I, I like all all the teams' uniforms. I think it's awesome. But um, all right, bro. What do you think? Uh, let's go through a little bit of the rules here. I just got I got a uh, faster games, overtime, and extra points. I actually shared it on the page earlier, so for the okay. ones listening, you can go there for that. But uh, the faster games are going to be because it's a twenty-five second play clock. Mm-hmm. No clock is stoppable outside two minutes except for timeouts. And there's two one-minute timeouts per half. Hmm. All right. So it's going to it's gonna be a faster game. I think that's cool. Because as much as we love the NFL, I mean, some games can drag out for four hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. I, and and if, it's, if it's not my favorite team, I can sometimes, you know, get a little – I don't know, doze off or something. Yeah, um, I do like the speed of it. I think this will be good. Uh, yeah, I, I do like the speed of it as well. I think it'll keep people entertained and, and interested in it. Um, I think it'll take a little time to get used to it, but maybe for, through the first weekend it'll be fine. All right, so the overtime rolls. Each team gets five chances to score from the five-yard line. The team who scores most out of five wins, if tied after five, sudden death overtime will decide winner. So I'm I'm assuming that those that they'll have the ball like the ten yard line or twenty yard line like in college. Um, I wouldn't think that they'd have to start at the at their own twenty yard line or something and go down. You know, I just don't. Yeah, I. Uh, but hey, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm sure I can read more up on that, but uh, this picture just doesn't show it. All right, mm-hmm. so the extra points they have an option of running a play from the two, five, or ten yard line. The possible scores are for one point from the two-yard line, two points from the five-yard line, and three points from the 10-yard line. And there's no kicking plays allowed. So there's there are no field goals, I guess? Yeah. Or, no extra, or no extra points. No kicking extra points. I think that's how it goes. I think there's no – no, you can't kick extra points. I, I think you can kick field goals. You just can't kick extra points. Okay. I think I think that's how it goes, but nonetheless, Brad. I mean, I'm excited to at least see how it's going to go. I mean, uh, I think that if you're a football fan, I think that you should give it a shot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you feel any differently, Brad, but I think maybe they should have waited uh, at least a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl to start. Maybe even go. You know, maybe even uh, maybe even not start until March. But I know that March Madness comes along around that time as well. So. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe wait until after March Madness. I, I, I just think that – but then again, you can also – you get into training camp and these guys, you know, may want to leave. I think that they sign – I think they've signed, all signed two-year contracts, though, so I don't know if they can just mm-hmm. leave like that. But, again, nonetheless, um, I'm yeah. excited for hey, it. Real, and, uh, go ahead, sorry. Quick, point – no, point after touchdown. It says the extra point kick will be replaced with a scrimmage play – a two-yard attempt will be a single point. A five-yard attempt, two points. A ten-yard attempt, three points. 
All right. So, okay. Well, I mean, listen, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think Ramiro's to me, but that's just me. Right. Uh, all right. So, I don't know if you, I don't know if you, I, I just saw a thing where, uh, just shout out to anybody who's wanting to keep up with it. Uh, download the XFL app, uh, you know, because apps are made easy for everybody. Download the XFL app. It makes it a lot easier for everything. I've already been, I already got it. I've downloaded, a, I've gotten, um, I've gotten plenty of notifications already um, and everything like that. I've, I've had it for a couple of weeks, um, but still, um, yeah. So, uh if nothing else about the XFL, I do hope it lasts, Brad. I would love, in all honesty, I would love for the XFL to become, uh, I would love for it to become kind of like the NFL's developmental league. Uh, and, you know, after after the season's over, send the practice squad players there uh, mm-hmm. and let's see what they got. Um, and, you know, maybe even send players there that was on the 53-man roster, but, you you know, you're on the bubble on whether or not uh, you're going to keep them around and maybe you can, I don't know. I, I think it could really turn out good if it turns out right. But I don't know if uh, Vince McMahon is uh, willing to work with the NFL like that or not. Uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Nonetheless, Brad. Yes. Let's jump into the most important part of the entire uh, show today. And that is what happened this past Sunday, Brad. Uh, we both called the chiefs to lo- or to win. Uh, and with about seven minutes left, I think we were probably both sweating. Uh, mm. <laughs> they were down 10, came back in thrilling fra- in thrilling fashion uh, to win the ball game, uh, 31 to 20. Uh, they were they, they scored three touchdowns in the last six or so minutes um, on what was supposed to be the best defense of the in the entire league. Uh, mm-hmm. What what was your you know I, I thought it was a great game I in all honesty I thought it was one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in a long time outside of the outside of the Eagles Patriots Patriots game uh, those two are probably the best two games I've seen I really I don't uh, I well I think the Giants pass game is pretty good um, but nonetheless I thought it was a really good game I thought it was a thought it was a great uh, Super Bowl. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, you know, I really, I, I thought the commercials were down a little bit this year. I mean, I know that doesn't really matter. Uh, the halftime show, I think it left a lot to be desired. Uh, Demi Lovato, she went great. She had great on the national anthem. That was amazing. Um, but yeah, I think overall it was a great game. Uh, one of the greatest, I think, in my opinion. Uh, probably top ten, maybe even top five at least. Um, and that's that's pretty good out of fifty four, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, but nonetheless. Uh, <clears throat> What what was your thoughts on the game? I mean, what what did you think about the Chiefs comeback? And uh, yeah, yeah, um, I guess the big thing for me, where anything else was, I, f- I felt like the first three quarters were just kind of boring. Uh, we had a party over at our house, and uh, Brittany's my Brittany, my wife, her uh, brother uh, was really into the the game. And I think that was it. I was trying to watch here and there, but most of everybody else just wasn't really interested until the fourth quarter. Um, there's a lot of Chiefs fans around here. Uh, Kansas City is only five hours away, five half hours away. Um, and so, in saying all that, uh, I, like I said, I first I thought the first three quarters, like the first quarter and a half, I was like, okay, this could be a good game. Uh, 49ers came out with some trickery plays. 
they were they were going aggressive. Uh, but if you watch Kyle Shanahan coach Super Bowls, aka Atlanta Falcons, uh, he gets this really like slow. And we saw this in the Green Bay game and talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, the whole I'm going to slow it down the second third or uh, third yeah second half and uh, run the ball a little bit more, not you know take our time on offense. Um, and we've seen in both Super Bowls he's been a part of on the offensive side uh, that that does not work. And right. uh, people joke that the Chiefs are just waiting for the fourth quarter. I really think, I mean, the 49ers were the best the best team of the two for the first three quarters. Um, I think it showed. Uh, but I'm really glad to see uh, Andy Reid win the Super Bowl. I told you that's why I was going for the Chiefs for the Super Bowl was because of Andy Reid. Um, it, was, it was nice to see him finally win the Super Bowl. Um, and he was so excited. And that was that was neat to see. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I think that I think it was awesome that Andy Reid won. I mean, I think that that was, uh, I think that was one of the biggest storylines going into it. Um, and I'm, I'm happy for him. Congratulations. Uh, and uh, you know, listen, he, he deserved every bit of every hamburger he got afterward or cheeseburger he got yeah. after. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, you know, Brad. Um, uh, I think that the Chiefs, I think that they do have a shot uh, at, at the end of this where uh, we're going to give our uh, way too early uh, predictions for uh, for who win, for who we think is going to be in the Super Bowl next year. Now, granted, before the season starts, this can change, uh, you know, so through the offseason, it can, you know, it can change. But uh, but I always think that it's, it's fun to give that way too early uh, Super Bowl champion or Super Bowl teams for next year. But nonetheless, um, I think that the Chiefs, I think that they started something. I think that, uh, especially next year, I think that they definitely are the favorite. And uh, I think that they can. I think that they can be – I think that they can possibly start a mini dynasty. I don't want to say a dynasty because I feel like, you know, the dynasty the Patriots had really was leaning on the fact that Tom Brady didn't take all the money that he could have. You know, he didn't take up as much salary cap as he could have. And, and uh, you know, if Patrick Mahomes gets 40-plus million a year, that's a lot of salary cap. Even though the salary cap's increasing, that's mm-hmm. still a lot of salary cap. And, uh, and yeah, so I, I don't really um, – I don't know how long it can last. Patrick Mahomes, it, it, he honestly, he has a chance to go down as one of the greatest football players to, to ever play the game, uh, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I, th- I think he does. I, I think he's on track to do He's not at the moment, but I think he's on track to do so. And so um, I think that they have to take advantage of it right now. I don't think Andy Reid's going to retire anytime soon uh, because I think that they have the ability to take care of it right now. Um, and honestly, they're doing this without having that great of a defense too. So mm-hmm. I don't. maybe if you just keep that offense together and the defense be, you know, halfway legit, maybe uh, – Maybe that's what they need. Maybe that's all they need to uh, to continue on. But let's talk about the 49ers. Uh, let's talk about what lost them that game. Um, it, what, in your opinion, the 49ers that game, was it Kyle Shanahan's uh, inability to be able to just run the ball in the fourth quarter? Or, um, you know, was it, uh, was it Jimmy G not, you know, not connecting on that long pass to Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, you know, what 
in your opinion, what lost the game for the 49ers? Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I really think it was Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Um, I know you're up 20 to 10, but again, like with in the Super Bowl, you have to put all of it in the beginning and just hit the gas and don't look back. And uh, you could say, yeah, he went away from the running game. Uh, but honestly, I just thought the play calling was pretty bad in the fourth quarter. And uh, the momentum shift, I mean, you obviously, obviously you see that in the score, but uh, yeah. I mean, once the momentum shifts, it's hard to get it back. You see that in any sport. And uh, I just don't think Kyle Shanahan did a great job calling plays in the fourth quarter. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, I think that it uh, – I think that it was – I think that that was definitely the reason why they lost, in my opinion. I mean, I, I think Kyle Shanahan – you know, here's the thing. Um I think he's really got to learn that, uh, that, you know, yes, yeah, I get it. You, if you complete those passes, just like in the 28 to three, uh, mm-hmm. Super Bowl, if you complete those passes, yes, does that, does, does that kind does that pay maybe in the game? Sure. But if you don't complete those passes, it does, it does a whole lot less for you than running the ball would. So I mm-hmm. just think that, uh, you know, yeah, I think that Kyle Shanahan, um, I get it. I, I think that Andy Reid outcoached him, uh, and I think Kyle Shanahan got worried uh, in the fourth quarter. And that is what it is. Um, it, you know, we got the QB carousel episode. Uh, hopefully it's next week. I think it will be next week. Um, but, uh, you know, we may be talking about, is Jimmy Garoppolo the best fit for them? Um is Jimmy Garoppolo the best fit for them? Uh, and so, yeah. But anyways, all right. Uh, I guess uh, let's let's just quickly describe the 49ers and the Chiefs season, and then we'll uh, do our Super Bowl, our way too early Super Bowl predictions. Uh, yeah. what, what would you say the uh, 49ers season was like? Uh, surprising. Uh, I think that would be the word more than anything else. It was the first word that came in my head. Uh, they're four and twelve last year. Uh, they get Nick Bosa. You're you're hoping he's going to do well. Uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy G had flashes in his uh, first year with the 49ers when he came over halfway through the season. Uh, but he just really struggled last year. And so yeah, uh, I was really surprised. I don't think anybody had him pick the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm surprised. Uh, I I would say I'm surprised as well. I uh, you know I think that. Um, is there a team out there, in your opinion? Uh, I, we may say this more than once this offseason, but is there a team out there that you think that um, can be like the 49ers next year? You know, maybe a team that's picking in the top 10 of the draft. Uh, I know this is kind of on the spot, so we'll say it more than once, I'm sure. But maybe a Panthers or a Colts, uh, you know, you know, somebody like that? Uh, you're, I'm, I'm trying not to be a homer, so please forgive me. But I think it's going to be the Steelers. Uh, they, they get Roethlisberger back. Uh, they keep that defense in, in line. Uh, hey, I think top, they should do well. Top ten, top ten, fella, top ten. Uh, top ten. Well, see, they would be a top ten. You know, they pick, they pick away. Uh, let me see. Let me let me see who's the top ten this year in the NFL draft because I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, by the way, I have two things to the to say NFL wise before we end the the podcast. But um, let's see. If I'm going to say top ten, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with 
let me go with the Chargers or the Giants. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, you know what? I like the Giants pick. I really do. Um, I'm going to say the Chargers, though, because I do think if they get a quarterback, they could be something. I think they could be lethal. Um, yeah. But, and all right. Oh, they're projected to get Justin Herbert, so. I mean, that's not a bad pick for them, especially in that area because people are already Oregon fans and whatnot. So, yeah. um, all right. So, real quick, what about the Chiefs uh, season? I mean, just, I mean, for me, I would say, uh, hey, they're champs. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's their season. They're the Super Bowl champions. They're the champs. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they were they were a lot of people's early favorites for Super Bowl. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had Chiefs and Saints, so yeah, I would I would say completed maybe they they completed whatever I thought they were going to do and win the Super Bowl. So okay, all right, yeah, completed. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that they were definitely a favorite. Um, all right. So to end the show, Brad, who, in your opinion, is the uh, is the way too early Super Bowl matchup that you think might happen next year? All right, uh, I'm gonna make this pick. Like I said before we end the podcast, I have a few things for NFL, but uh, go, my go, pick would well, be. Go ahead. Well, we'll go ahead with that, and then we'll okay. Pick. So my two things, real quick. Uh, one, Eric Weddle uh, retired today. Uh, played for the I Ravens. Did, I, I didn't see that. That's awesome. I mean, well, I'm I'm happy for him uh, to retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. So congrats on Eric Weddle. He did a great job in the NFL. Uh, so and I wanted to go back earlier. You were saying. Uh, I wonder how many one-star, two-star picks or, or uh, uh, recruits going into college are in the NFL now. And here goes 15 big names that were two-star or less going into college. You have Khalil Mack, David Johnson, Shaquille Bar- Barrett, uh, Jimmy G, Akib Talib, Hunter Renfro, uh, Tariq Cohen, Carson Wentz, T.Y. T- Hilton, Cooper Cup, J.J. Watt, Josh Allen, and Jason Kelsey, Clay Matthew, and Bobby Wagner. They were two star less or two star recruiter less going into college. All I have to say about that is exactly, exactly. That's all I gotta say about that because I yeah. think that when it comes to the two star, three star, five star, four star, one star. I think it matters a whole lot about where you played mm-hmm. in high school. Because let's face it, if you played for a bigger name place, people are going to know who you are. So, yeah, there, there's a lot better chance of you having uh, more stars. I mean, you may have a star just because of the fact that you played at a big school. But, you know, somebody mm-hmm. in a small school, a small private school in, 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 in little bitty old Tennessee, somewhere in a little bitty old town in Tennessee, yeah, that might be the greatest football player of all time, but nobody knows it. So he goes to a little small private college. He's a one-star at a recruit. He goes to a small private college, somehow makes it to the NFL. When he makes it to the NFL, hey, he becomes, you know, a superstar because mm-hmm. nobody knew it. Nobody knew he was a superstar before he was actually a superstar. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I just – I don't put a whole lot into recruiting. I mean, I really don't. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, but, yeah, yeah, if that – with nothing else, uh, way too early Super Bowl predictions. Okay, so I would be a homer and say the Steelers, but I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Ravens. But I think I'm gonna have the Ravens versus the Saints, and maybe the Saints is really uh, contingent on uh, Drew Brees. But I'm assuming he's come back one more year, so I'm gonna say 
the Ravens and the Saints. Probably gonna be wrong, but that's my uh, super. I saw that super early. Do you? Uh, yeah, well, real quick, because I, I do want to say who's in my conference championships. Who who's in your who's in your conference championships? Con- oh, conference championships. Okay. Uh, like, who, who's the other two teams? Now, yeah, we're not we're not gonna uh, do playoffs, but just you know. Yeah, I mean, for, for the NFC, I'm going to say the Seahawks and the Saints. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings or the uh, Buccaneers came out of nowhere. Um, they're going to be my surprise picks for that. Um, and then for AFC, uh, until they prove me wrong and everybody else wrong, I'm going to have the Ravens and the Chiefs, and I'm going to have the Steelers right there with them with the Bills. So, With the Bills. Okay, I like it. All and right, the Texans. Texas, uh, no other team, you know. Like, no <laughs> uh, anyways, okay, all right. I'm about to give you. I'm just team. kidding about the Texans. Uh, I'm gonna give you a big. I'm gonna give your team big props. But anyways, whatever. Uh, all right. So uh, your fifth team would be the Titans, right? That that's who it was. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> anyways, all right. Our conference championship games would be uh in the NFC. Um. I actually don't have the Saints because for a re I just I don't know about I, I don't know about Drew Brees yet. Uh, okay. I just don't know how that's, that's gonna work out. So I don't I don't have the Saints. I actually mm-hmm. think um this may blow your mind, but for some reason I actually have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. Okay. Um and uh, because it's a way too early prediction, for some reason, but I have the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. Okay. Um, really cool. I think. Well, I really think. I really think. I, I like Tampa's. I think Tampa. If they added some people, if even if they kept James and kept the interceptions down, I think they'd be really great. Um, or not really great, but I think that they'd have a chance. I mean, they lost some really close games. Um. Mm. But yeah, I, I I mean, in all honesty, now who I really think will be there, um, you know, without really being bold, is a, maybe a Saints, maybe a 49ers again, maybe uh, I could see the 49ers Chiefs next year. In all honesty, I could I could see them playing again next year. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, I just I don't know for some reason the Cardinals came on hot at the end of the year. I think that they could if they can fix a few things. I I, I don't know. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald one last ride, right? Yeah. Um, all right, so. Uh, but for the AFC, I have the Chiefs as well because I just I, – I don't see them – I just don't see how they can fall off. But my mm. other team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Because the Steelers, I, their defense is really good. If it stays really good, I know they have some free agents. I think Bud Dupree is a free agent. Yep. Um, probably more than that, I'm sure. Um, but uh, I know he's he's the biggest name I know of right off the top of my head. Um, yeah. And then – but I think if Big Ben comes back and he can play at a substantial enough level, better than what, better than Duck Hodges, better than uh, uh, whatever his other name was. Uh, but, and it's not yeah, very hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Well, I just don't think that I think Duck Hodges will take the second spot. But no, anyway. I just like it's not that hard to be better than them. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Sorry. I thought you were saying it's not that hard to like remember his name. I, no. I mean, Hey, I, you know, if, if we asked our wives who that person is, they probably wouldn't know. I'm just That's saying. True. But, <laughs> but anyways, um, 
Yeah, so I, I I just feel like uh I just feel like the Steelers I mean, I think they gotta they have to add another receiver. That's their biggest issue. They have to re, they have to add another receiver, I think. Um this is a deep receiver class and um there may be a couple of receivers on the market. Hey, what about a guy like Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah. Bring him back, maybe? Um so but uh but yeah, What's I have the I'm sorry. Do I, I said that was a bad breakup, but you never know. Well, I mean, it's the NFL. I mean, things could, you know, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, um, good luck to them. I, I, or good luck to them, obviously. Good luck to all of them, but all 32 teams, uh, especially my Titans, but, <laughs> but still, uh, and your Steelers. But, uh, mm. but uh, yeah, I, I, I think it would be Steelers-Chiefs. I would have the Chiefs winning that game um, just because I, I just think that the, that the Chiefs – can outlast the Steelers' defense, but um, hey, you never know. Look at us. The Chiefs, the the Patriots could be next next year for all we know. That's yeah. why that's why it's way too early Super Bowl predictions. And my bold statement of it being Cardinals Buccaneers and ruining every every media person's day, uh, like the Titans Texans would have this year, um, uh, is uh, you know is is what I live for. Mm. Uh, but hey, I, I would love to be right. Right? I mean. Nobody expected the 49ers. So, who expects the Cardinals and Buccaneers? That's true. But, anyways, nonetheless, Brad, it's been a great episode. And uh, as always, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks, man. And shout out to Troy Palmalu, Hall of Fame class 2020. Oh, oh, yeah. To all five of those guys, I think all five of them are deserving. They're, they're, I think there may have been a couple of snubs, uh, but hey, there are only five can get in, right? So, yeah. Uh, especially Troy, man, that, that's awesome. Uh, uh, not not one of my favorite players of all time, but I loved watching him play. Yeah, one my real quick, <laughs> one of my favorite plays is when he jumped over both offensive and defensive line to tackle the sack carries Collins uh, as the Titan. I bet it was 2013. All right, all right, I will uh, I will talk to you later. Yes, sir. And that's going to do it for another edition of the Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster, and I ask that you like and follow us on Facebook at Golden Point Sports. And as always, I hope you have a great and blessed day.